Do modifications affect your new vehicle warranty? Easy answer, yes. And of course, no. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. You go uh, down there for that. Here's a question I got just the other day from a guy named Tim, okay? And that sound you hear in the background will be the can of worms opening. Re-Subaru Outback Premium 2.5i. Do modifications for disability affect vehicle warranty? Cannot seem to find the precise load carrying capacity kilograms of the roof rack as we have to put a chair topper for a wheelchair on the roof. We have a trade-in as well. Easy answer first, right? For definitive guidance on things like roof rack load limit, if it's not in the specs, ask the dude and dudettes who would know, in this case, Subaru Australia on 1300-550-994. That's 1300-550-994. Or you can email feedback at subaru.com.au. And I'd suggest one thing you can always count on here is that car makers are red hot at answering questions if they think it's going to remove a barrier to you getting into one of their brand new cars. Prospective Outback buyers also need to bear in mind that an all-new Outback is due here in Shitsville in the last quarter of 2020 or the first quarter of 2021, and you might just kick yourself if you buy the old one now. And let's not forget, the core business of car makers is to make new models better than the ones they replaced kind of a waste of all of that R&D cash if they don't manage to do that. And as things stand, Outback is Subaru's oldest vehicle in the current inventory. The imminent new one is going to look better and be better on the balance of probability. So you'd want to factor that into your decision as well. Modifications, okay? My default advice on modifications is do not modify a new car if you can avoid it. Choose one that will do what you want out of the blocks, if you can. Obviously, in the case of disability and things of this nature, some modifications are just not optional. So, in that case, here's how I'd approach it. This answer is not just about disability modifications either. It's about all modifications and warranty, because legally, I don't see how mods for disability and access are treated any differently to any other mods that you might choose to make. I don't think there's a separate consumer law type legislation set of rules for modifications to accommodate disabilities, but let's not forget, I'm no friggin' lawyer. You are absolutely allowed to modify your vehicle as long as those modifications are legal. And it's not like modification intrinsically burns your factory warranty to the ground like Dresden in February 1945 or something. It just doesn't work that way. The way it works is, if you modify a vehicle and those modifications cause or contribute to a defect or a failure in the vehicle, the manufacturer is going to decline to cover the cost of repair under warranty, which when you think about it is entirely reasonable. 
Manufacturers are required to cover only defects or premature failures attributable to their own poor performance, okay? However, you might have some legal recourse against the dudes who did the modifying if this happens to you because they're required to comply with the Acceptable Quality Consumer Guarantee, which is a core piece of consumer legislation here in Schittsville. Google can find the details on that for you. Just Google Acceptable Quality Consumer Guarantee and possibly throw in the keyword ACCC as well, and you will see the official resources on that. In other words, though, if you fit an aftermarket roof rack, which the manufacturer of the roof rack and or the installer claims is designed specifically for your vehicle and fit for that purpose, and then you're driving along and the roof just flies off on the freeway, hypothetically, you can probably take action against the roof rack dudes for all of that. And this seems straightforward, right? But often it is not. Like, how do you know in this set of circumstances if it's the roof rack's fault, right? How do you know that the car maker did not forget to weld the roof on properly? And I know this is a nonsense example, but it illustrates the point, okay? The risk intrinsic to modification. In some circumstances, right, it is conceivable that the vehicle manufacturer would claim that the modification caused the fault and they will decline to cover it under warranty as a consequence. At the same time, the modifier might claim that the modification did not contribute to the problem. And this leaves you kind of stuck in the middle, somewhat inconveniently, and I'd suggest this often involves lawyers and considerable expenses, even if you win, which you might not, you know, independent experts and hearings and nobody needs that, basically. Here's a more plausible example of the situation you might find yourself in. Let's say you buy some shiny new 4x4 and you fit a bull bar and a winch and a couple of big fat driving lights, as so many people do. You're towing a heavy trailer in the middle of the desert, right, on some highway. It's midsummer and 45 degrees, and then the transmission just makes a loud noise and goes poopy in its trousers, inconveniently. After some significant trials and tribulations, because you're, you know, friggin' miles from anything, you finally get back to the nearest dealership and you're expecting them to say that they're ordering a new transmission and, hey, it's all covered under warranty. And what, in fact, you hear is your accessories compromised airflow to the transmission oil cooler and that'll be 12 grand. Do you want us to go ahead with it? So you ring the 4x4 accessories dudes who fitted that crap and they go, nah, mate, no way. Our accessories don't do that. And here you are, stuck in the middle, literally and metaphorically, and you have to resolve this dispute or just cough up the big bucks, which is not a pleasant situation. One of those two parties is using the inherent ambiguity of responsibility for the problem as an excuse to get out of it. And nobody's about to step up and help you for free, okay? There's no independent agency that's going to step in and go, hey, we're on this. It's going to be you and your hip pocket devoted to solving this, right? If you rechip an engine or fit a different exhaust system and the DPF just dies or the engine blows up, you can basically forget it 
apropos of the manufacturer. You will not win a warranty claim on that. If you own a 4x4, you know, and you give it a massive three-inch lift and you fit these huge off-road tyres or you do a big GVM upgrade and there's a substantial powertrain failure following that, I mean... You hear that? That's basically the amount of give-a-crap you can expect from the vehicle manufacturer in circumstances such as this. The more severe the modifications, the more likely your vehicle is going to be to go all Apollo 13 on you out there in traffic, and the less likely the manufacturer will be motivated to assist you. It really is that simple. So if you're the kind of dude, and here I'd suggest it is always a man, and you're lying awake at night fantasizing about vehicle modification porn, you know, you're planning all the mods that will follow your new vehicle purchase, just get up and take a cold shower, okay? Unless there's a really good reason, such as Tim and his need to accommodate a wheelchair, it's almost always a bad idea to modify a vehicle substantially. And if you do decide to greenlight some aftermarket mods, choose only reputable manufacturers of accessories and modifications, and make sure that the modifications are professionally completed using high-quality components. Make any modifications as conservative as possible in the circumstances to achieve your stated outcomes, right? what you want. Do as little as possible to get what you want, in other words. In this case, determine the maximum permitted roof rack load and don't exceed it. Buy a reputable roof rack and whatever else is required to lift the wheelchair up there and back and make sure a reputable professional with insurance does the installation. You might even consider getting the new car dealer to commission the modifications for you, regardless of what those modifications are, and purchase the vehicle from them modified, okay? Because if there's a consumer law type problem in the future, the retailer is legally required to deal with it. So why not make all of that entirely the dealer's problem? You're going to pay a premium for them to do all of this for you, obviously, as a service, but if something goes wrong, the dealer's going to be accountable to you, and it'll be him coming after either the car maker or the accessories dudes for his own compensation as a sort of knock-on effect of your claim. Perhaps that's a plan that mitigates some of this modification risk. I'd also suggest choosing a brand of vehicle where the manufacturer is renowned for not throwing you under the bus at the first opportunity. And happily, Subaru is pretty good like that. Certainly, Subaru is up there with the best brands for actual customer support here in the trailer of arse. Modifications do not automatically void your warranty like some blanket clause in a contract, but you should take steps to ensure that you are not shooting yourself in the foot just by doing them for no apparently good reason. <laughs>